Hello. Oh, Alex. Listen. There it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Apparently, you got nudged, huh? From your assistant. No, I had another, another thing. That <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. You spilled another drink. Alex, hold we on. have a beer Alex, down. Alex, hold on. I'm, I apologize. What the hell is going on over there? The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Please leave a message after the beep. All right. So we'll try back, huh? I guess yeah. so. This, yeah. this is going well. So well Simon you know, set this interview up Well, I did. 3 o'clock. L- listen, I was talking to, I'm sure there's a reason, but I was talking to a nice V email. Things His happened. assistant, and it was set for be sure to call 3.30, and at 3.30, first call happened. Yeah. Same time zone, right? Yes, same, same time, time zone. zone. Well, well, that'd yeah, be he's, weird. He's in New York, right? Yes. So anyway, let's talk about different stuff, and then if we yeah, get to talk, we don't, yeah, we we don't need to talk about, about this. Well, hey, so he's still cool, or whatever. Shit happens. How uh, have you been communicating with this guy in the past? Through his assistant. Should you try that real quick? Well, I did. And I just sent another email. How you know she hasn't emailed you back? All right, I'll go check. Just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, check, 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 check two minutes ago. Have your phone I'll on you, again. so it's a, yeah. Should you, know. you just have this on your phone? It's, it's like a mobile probably, computer. In I know. Your pocket. We could probably do this podcast without him for a minute. Yeah, of Let's course we can. Yeah. How's everybody doing? I just want to make sure yeah. Simon's doing everything. I'm really good. Do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm great. Uh, thank, thank you for asking. Alex's birthday is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, right? I guess tonight will be my birthday stream. Technically, of course, this is going to be. He requested we're, we're a, kale, this on Thursday. a kale right. birthday cake. A kale birthday cake. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. So news. Yeah. What? News. All right. So I got an email at 332 uh-huh. that said from Priscilla. Yeah. I'm sure. She's a very sweet girl. Right. Yeah. Said I nudged him because apparently he was, you know, maybe, rubbing one out. Maybe. No. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Is that going to be a very personal thing. Like he's rubbing one out and she gives him a nudge. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, huh. man! I hope this hey there, guy really Spankers. likes you because you, you got an interview coming up. When he hears this. What's he gonna Almost think? Done. I'm gonna edit this. So You're doing we'll all see. kinds of private dude. We stuff have, right we now. have no yeah. idea. Yeah. This might be a four minute conversation. I haven't mm-hmm. talked to this guy in like I did the math. It's been a, a, too long for me to even say. Well, you did the math. Why don't you tell us the math? Eighteen years. Wow. Since uh, since I've seen this gentleman, you guys could have had a, a an adult child together. Yes, mm. we might have. So really, I don't know what this is gonna be. But no, I, I know, but you're 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 already overthinking it. Oh no, yeah. not, I really don't care. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I'm sure a little bit. I listened a month ago. I was nervous. Right now, I'm like, eh, whatever happens, happens. He's a nice guy. That I know. Yeah, and you guys got history. And we have a little bit of history. You guys yeah. used to play stickball out in the Bronx. I wish. I wish that would have <laughs> yeah. been fun. Yeah, that'd have been great. Yeah, what were you doing in Ohio playing Foursquare? You fucking idiot! I was. I hate Foursquares for losers. <laughs> Foursquare is for I don't losers. Even know. I suck at it. I don't know what Actually, that is. I never played it. I I saw it as an adult. Wait, Wait, that's, candy that's bar. not Snickers. Connect I'm Four. Out. That's all. That's no, all. Foursquare is different. Foursquare is when you throw a ball. Yeah, you, know, you got you throw like, a ball. Four squares. Everyone's yeah. in a different shit. square, and you're like, t- is that the one where you're bouncing the ball in the square? Or am I completely off? No, you're, no, you're right. Okay. It's, there's four squares. Four squares. Like the and you're bouncing the ball like and in the four squares. It is lame. It's, yeah, it's a stupid that. game. But yeah. I used to play hopscotch. So what can I say? Who? Anyone played jacks? Oh, no, twice, no, maybe. I never did. Probably my grandma. Yeah, that's where play you that. get the ball and you throw away the little metal things. And you just is throw the ball around? Just you try to, don't you drop the ball and try to pick like, <laughs> no, something like that? Pick as I just many throw up the as ball possible? as hard as I can. Well, I, catch it. I had a buddy that was into marbles, and that equally sucked. Marbles. Marbles, yeah, it was a thing. Hopscotch, yeah. anyone? Yeah. Marbles were great when you had a slingshot. So you just use those for the propellant. <laughs> to kill birds. Mm-hmm. To kill, oh, God. Yeah, yes. Marbles are perfect. Marbles were awesome for it. So why don't we do this? She got nudged. Maybe we should try to give him another call. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're calling. Are you going to leave a message this time? Nope. Not available. The person you are trying to reach is not a real person. <laughs> person you are trying to reach doesn't want to speak to you. Simon has made all of this up in a weird, elaborate story <laughs> for no to reason. just fuck with you guys. Yes. <laughs> hmm. yeah, he's been so, talking about this for a month, or like even more, I feel like more than a month. Longer like, than a month. No, it's been a while. Yeah, since we met him. Do a podcast with the guy from Birdman. Yeah. Not the but, guy from Birdman, the guy that wrote, helped write Birdman. Yeah. Yes, one, one of the writers. Co-writers. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I find it interesting because I will tell you this. I, I, I watch the Oscars every year. This guy's from, he, he's not even from my hometown. He went to the school that was in my hometown, the same uh, school that I went to. Okay. And when I heard this, I was like, that's fucking great. Yeah, of course. Because I've always imagined myself. Like achieving like, things? I don't know. Maybe doing something with my life. Or being but, him. Oh, that would be. <laughs> Marrying man, his now, wife. Wearing his skin. 
Now we can't talk too much because it's going to be this private shit. And if he ever does come on, you're going to make jokes and he's going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? He won't even listen to this. I just want to talk about sandwiches. Yeah, with him because he got, lives with a play. He lives in the he city. Likes sandwiches he's, too. I'm sh- nah. Of course, he he's going to have pre-recorded answers. Legally, <laughs> he's bound to like sandwiches from just based on being from the yeah, same you, area. You get Simon's kicked out. We should see see if Priscilla's down for an interview. Mm. Yeah, we should the assistant, yeah. right? That's that's a really good, good idea. Yeah, you call her. You're gonna, go, you're gonna email her. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> she's gonna lose her job. She's over gonna this. get fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it blows my mind that Simon can't check his email right here. At the Just microphone. grab your fucking phone. phone. He's got to run in the other room to check the email. This is a big. I don't f- like typing on my phone. Check the email, Simon. That's Just what check all it. people say. I can't figure it out. What do you kids say in there? Where do I put the key? You damn kids and your thumbs. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! Bring your fucking phone. I was just talking to Tom Hanks on the way here, by the way, and he's. He was like, hey, when can I be on the podcast? I was like, oh, we're talking to the Birdman guy today. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How was that uh, That movie where he was the ship captain? Oh, I, I liked that a lot. One. Was that good? Yeah, and I actually just saw Sully, too. Really? It's interesting they made that into a full movie, but uh, there's, it had its moments. Huh. Here, Tom Hanks is playing Captain Crunch in his next movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah, Sully yeah. was basically him dealing with like yeah the airline after he crashed. Yeah, it, it reminded like, hey, me hey. of that Denzel movie, Flight or whatever. Yeah. Just on account of like them trying to, you know, beat him down after, like you know, were you drinking? Yeah, you know, be a good name for a movie, Flight of the Airplane. Flight of the Airplane. Mm. Imagine that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at the the movies. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. You see it, Race of the Runner. Would you go see that? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Flight of the Airplane. The car drives. That's dumb. I can't do Hotmail on my phone because I it, when I try to do it, it doesn't work. Does your AOL account work? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I think you're a douche. You ever and consider? Some, I wish a I was Gmail? stronger because I'd beat you up. Can you bing it? Yeah, I'll bing it. All right. So, <laughs> how about the movie The Race Car Race? We're talking about oh God, <laughs> just redundance. <laughs> race car race. Yeah. Drive of the car. <laughs> Swim of the fish. I already said that one. Yeah. I said the car drive. Pedal to the pedal. <laughs> mm. We might win a the Academy Award as runneth. well, and then when we do this interview, we can say because uh, it's not going to happen today. Yeah, we could say Alexander, as another person who's won an Academy Award for my script, uh, Flight of the Airplane. <laughs> You've probably <laughs> right. heard of it. I haven't. No. Does one of us want to play Alexander? We're just kind of. Absurd's good at voices. Yeah. Oh, let's not start this off by mocking him. There's a We're chance not that mocking he, him. Well, We're... if he does his voice, you don't think he's going to be fucking seriously mocked? Well, hey guys, you guys like Birdman? I assume well, it would sound well, like. Oh, no, Alex, Alex, you're here. He's from, not, he's from Long Island, dude. Oh. That's not what he. He's not here to talk hey, about Birdman. I, I wrote the Birdman there. <laughs> Pizzas and shit. I asked the guys to talk. I'm from okay. Long Island. Yeah, yeah really. I wrote the whole thing on napkins. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst playing. High Scotch and jacks, bada bing. Let's not forget full square. <laughs> That's right. Sandy, you want to play full square with me? So let's talk about something else in the meantime. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Destiny 2 is coming out. Ugh. Let's yeah, go back I don't care. To Alex. <laughs> Wasn't the first one supposed to span like 10 years? I like, feel like that's what was in the marketing. So why are like, they? Right. This game's going to last ten years. So now they're releasing another one after yeah. a few years. So yeah, what because you their did, player in, base what you did in one doesn't carry over to two. I have no idea. I guess people got tired of playing dress up. Yeah, I guess like, I don't like, know. I got tired like when I got to the ending of the game. Buy yeah, the it, DLC. Yeah. Buy the DLC. And you you put up you put on a new weapon like every time. Yeah, it's like the. I don't like the bullet sponge games. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, that was the like division. The, the division turned into that, too. Yeah. Yeah, if I shoot somebody in the head, they should die. Yeah, I feel like that, too. It's because like, you hit oh, them in the head. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's a vulnerable spot. Uh, but a lot of people really like that. Oh, yeah, no, sure. I, I get what people like. Listen, and it's I, gorgeous. I think, I think it's gorgeous. I think the gameplay is tight. It's just not my type of game. Right. It's like, I, you know, I think they're trying to be this thing, and it's it didn't work out. We gave it a fair yeah, shot. Oh, yeah. We gave know. everything a fair shot around here, I feel like. To each but, their own. Yeah, as far like, as a, but Destiny Two does not excite me at all because yeah, I I just didn't enjoy Destiny One that much. Unless w- something's radically different, and I mean radically different about it. I wonder whether I mean I, yeah, I'm curious what the difference is going to be. Yeah, more more Peter Peter Dinkles. 
Well, no, they dropped him. I know. It's like, yeah, like that was another weird thing too. It's like Peter Dinklage is in the game, and then like, okay, Peter Dinklage sounds really bored the entire time, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's gone, and it's like, okay, now it's the, it's the guy that plays Nathan Drake. Just like uh, during it. Then it's going to be Danny DeVito. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would actually be a fun one. <laughs> that would be. You nice. guys get over there. Is that is that DeVito? No, that no, was not a good DeVito. No, you, that was a good Alex I though. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, that sounded just like Alex. <laughs> Good old pizza sandwich, Alex. Simon, are you stressed out right now? Not at all. Okay. You've you got, got two beers you got a in, beer your in each hand. I do. Good, good. good God. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, one, one's halfway done. First of all, it's You called the three forty-six. Three forty-six. Simon, you called that one almost done. It's like that's a half a beer. He's gonna chug it now. <laughs> it's done now. Chugging this beer. Yeah. Wow. So sorry, he's running behind 10 minutes. 10 minutes, ten eh? Minutes. 10 minutes late. I'm unfortunately on the train, so she's not oh. even available. She's on the train. She's on a train. So, okay, so that was sent at 3.46, one minute ago. So I'm we'll, on try a, him, we'll try him at 4. I'm on yeah, a chuck wagon. Minutes, yeah, we'll give, him, we'll give him till 4. Yeah, that's all he's got. Then but what? then we call yeah. it. <laughs> we say, fuck you. <laughs> we'll give him till 5 Learn if we got punctual. to. punctual. Simon will be 10 beers in by then. No, mm -hmm. I'll Ten be minutes. two. Yeah. No, I got to stop, though. Once I have three, I got to stop. Um, well, usually we drink a lot on Thursday. Thursday yeah. night. A, during a the big Thursday drink. night. Mm -hmm. And I had a bit of a bender last night. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. What'd um, you, what was, what, what? Well, uh, <laughs> I ran into a couple friends downtown when I, I went to grab some dinner, and it just turned into a thing. And then uh, my buddy owns the Irish pub downtown, um, found out it was going to be my birthday coming up. And I believe he got me about six shots. Nice. Mm. That's a lot. It turned into that thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to see him. Lots of good laughs. That's too many shots. Freak flag fly? Is, you considered it part of your birthday celebration? You have a month. Can I have just a couple days? I don't do six shots, though. And well, I, 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 that's because you don't know how to drink. Yeah, and, you don't, and you don't have friends <laughs> to buy you shots. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you don't ever go out downtown to enjoy yourself. It's like you might six dollars for one judging people, it was and a, then you'll have friends buying you shots. Obviously, I kept... Uh, up with the night because I was having a very good time and laughing my ass off. That's all that matters. Otherwise, you just leave, don't you? Yeah. 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 So it's one of those moments you're like, man, life's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Why Why go home? It'll It'll be worth it the next day. And then the next day, you're like, fuck. <laughs> so today did actually hurt a little bit. Oh, yeah. man. This morning? A little bit. Yeah. More than uh, usual, like after like a Thursday or whatever, you know. You're getting old. Right, things uh, happens. Things can hurt, but yeah, things fall back off. like it used to. They do. Wouldn't change it for Fingers. the world, though. I'm I'm glad I did. It was a fun time. When was the last time you got hammered? Long time ago. Hammered, yeah. Long time. In Bethlehem. I, yeah, I don't like to hurt. Good for you. So uh, I like to call it early, not early by thick standards. Like he'll call it an eight. Like really? Gotta... No, you 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 do tend to go home a little bit earlier, but I've also hung with the man very late, so I've seen both sides of it. Who's that? What are you talking about? Thick. Yeah, oh, I've right. gone to at least two thick birthday parties where I'm just getting started and he's going home. So you base everything off of those two experiences. Yeah. Well, it was, was your birthday. birthday. <laughs> yeah, you should not be going home. I think at I've explained you several birthday. times on why I go home early. I know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I have a don't small. It. It's like a sliver of time that I can get in there if I can, where my wife isn't either a way too hammered. Or be completely fucking passed out where I can get some action. Yeah, for a birthday. And and yeah, for birthday you, you would you would you've expect. got like a pinky sized porthole window. Oh God, it's it's less than a pinky size now. Yeah. And uh, she also does anybody here know anybody that turns into a completely fucking different person when they get yes. hammered? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like so bad that you are ashamed to know them. Yeah, that's my yeah, wife. No, I've been there. <laughs> Not yeah, me personally, but she doesn't <laughs> listen to this, does she? Yeah. No, no, God. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I try on her little You're not going to have any good birthdays from now on. No, no, I've known one guy, one guy many years ago, and I was just like, yeah, that's when you know. It's like, oh, man, like nicest guy in the world, but put like six drinks in him. D is he aware? Uh, well, I've said it to him several times. Like, you just can't drink for the rest of your life, or you can never have more than X amount. Because it always goes horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. I find it odd for someone to be aware of that transformation and, and then continue anyway. to do yeah, it. Yeah, that, that always weirded me out. It's like they probably, um, if they had, say, 10 beers, 
that night, let's just say. Right. And around beer two and three, they're in this perfect place. Good times. Mm-hmm. Laughing, and then it goes into, I'm an asshole. Like, that seems like it really the, does. that's yeah. kind yeah. of like, like it the night somebody's, of... It, I guess it kills their, I guess, ability to know how to act at, properly. Yeah. It's, you it's, think it's that so would strange. stop you? Like, you, if someone said, uh, Neebs, you don't look good in a fez. <laughs> well, I'm going to wear them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me. What's a fez? What like is the a Shriner hat? Little, <laughs> yeah. Oh, little cut red hat yeah, with a yeah, little yeah, tassel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Um, we got a couple sponsors, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh, Casper. Oh, Casper. Yes. Yeah, that, that's me. Yes. I, I, uh, I'm the Casper. Well, I don't work for Casper. No, but you are the Casper reader. I've, Casper. Oh, I also have a Casper mattress. So. Yes, you do. So it's a damn good mattress. Right. At a very good price. Well, yeah, of course. Well, why, why of course? They didn't know that. Okay. They have supportive memory foams, uh, award-winning at that, uh, with just the right sink, just the right bounce, like you like your women. <laughs> Is that out? I don't with know. A, with a soft bounce? I'm not sure. Okay. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up, refund you for everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. That's a lot of life. You spend a third of your life eating sandwiches. I do. Free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's so, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com forward slash Neebs and using offer code Neebs. Okay, because of us. Neebs, yeah. Neebs, N-E-E-B-S, right. And uh, I've had mine for, um, I don't know, a month yeah. or so? Yeah, and I sleep wonderfully on it. It's a damn good mattress. Sweet. It really is. All right, well, good. I'm sold. I don't think you're lying. All right, who else we got, Simon? Oh, we have CISO. I guess I'll be the CISO guy. Okay, be the CISO guy. What would happen if the McElroy brothers were to turn their popular advice podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, into a TV show? That'd be awesome. Well, you can only find out if you go to CISO, because oh, that's where they're at. Yep. With a wide array of hand-picked, ad-free, and on-demand comedy, CISO is your one-stop comedy streaming service. Watch next-day, late-night, hilarious stand-up specials and binge-worthy classics, including 42 seasons of Saturday Night Live. Holy crap, that's 42 a lot. seasons? That's awesome. And uh, all of Monty Python's catalog. Damn! Plus, CISO has tons of great original series like My Brother, My Brother, and Me. As well as an animated fantasy role-playing game starring Dan Harmon, who I really like, Dan Harmon. Yeah. And a fake reality show created by the geniuses behind Comedy Bang Bang and Reno 911. So access CISO anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, Apple TV, and almost any other device. All for just $3.99 per month. No joke. None. That's not supposed to be funny. Nope. What are you waiting for? Go to seeso.com right now to sign up for one month free with promo code NEEBS at checkout. This is the best offer CISO has going right now. One month of laugh your ass off comedy free just by using promo code NEEBS. That's seeso.com promo code NEEBS. CISO.com promo code NEEBS. That's it. All right, so let's get back to the uh, drinking stories and whatnot. You know, it's funny because, like, the the last time that my wife got hammered, uh, and it wasn't on purpose. It's not like she goes out and gets hammered. She's a lightweight. She weighs, like, 85 pounds. I don't know how much she weighs. But me and her friend both saw it happen in her face. Like, it went from, like, yeah, good time, good time, into just this, this, like, all the color left her face. She went in complete black and white. And uh, starts and giving she, you the stink eye. Yeah, and, th- and then she <laughs> looks like I need to use the bathroom. Your problem. And then fuck you. And then yeah, me and her friend looked at each other. We're like, yep, here we go again. And you guys hooked up? No, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. Uh, we got her home. Our Uber's name was Linwood, and we all you still keep in up. touch. Yeah, yeah me and Linwood. <laughs> yeah, but he invited us to his church. He's got oh. big hands, Linwood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big hands. Big comfortable hands. <laughs> he he called my wife the porcelain princess that vomited all the way down Princess oh, no. Street. Oh, that's yeah, And I told him, I was like, Linwood's down the right-hand side of the road. That's an Uber driver's dream come true. Just oh, God, they love that. A loose, vomiting passenger. <laughs> there's a... What's the? There's like a pretty massive fee. I'd imagine it varies, but for if you puke in like a taxi As cab. there should be. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's like 100 bucks. Okay, gotcha. 100, 125. Yeah. Same with an Uber, but we we made sure to keep her on the right right side so Linwood could pull over and sure. she could. It's good thinking. She can make street pizzas on the way home. <laughs> street, street I love pizza. eating food so much 
um, you transition from drink. vomit to no, I don't vomit. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a vomiter. I'm a very hungry. rare vomiter. But like just recently, I had a few days of a bender. I had a friend come from out of town, yeah. and I drank like you know a lot and had a good time, just laughing. Didn't go out to bars, just hung out in the homestead. But once I hit that moment where oh, I'm hungry, alcohol is done. And I just eat and then have to immediately go to sleep. And it helps me so much because I don't have much of a hangover. The, yeah, that sleep I, is really good. I don't drink any more beer. I drink water with what I eat. That's the, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Hydrate. And then I go to bed and I always remember when there's those like eating events. It's like, oh, yeah, I oh, fucking oh, steak yeah. tidbits. They were fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. One thing I like to do if used to do a lot when I go downtown to drink around here. When you're done, you go get pizza and you take the pizza to the top of the parking deck. And that's where you eat it, because you can see most of downtown, and you can see some guy passed out over there. This guy, like, there's a lot to look at. Mm-hmm. On you're the like weekend Batman at the top, yeah. With <laughs> your pizza, so you're not gonna do anything. You got entertainment, food. It's great. Yeah, that guy's getting mugged. I'm gonna sit here and watch but him. It's kind of fun. the. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, witnessed um, a very inebriated gentleman across the street and saw him. You know. Oh, oh, shit. Holy moly, hold on. Answer that. Send her a voicemail. Tell him I'm busy. Tell him a story. Oh, boy. Hello. Oh, oh Alex. <laughs> Listen. There it is. Yeah. There, there it is. <laughs> Apparently, you got nudged, huh, from your assistant. We're we're sorry to have, have bothered you today. No, I had another, another thing. That oh, oh, Jesus. Leaves. You spilled another drink. Alex, hold we on. have a beer Alex, down. Alex, hold on. I'm, I what apologize. What the hell is going on over there? Fucking... We, well, we, I was going to start off with an apology about something different, but I apologize for this. Okay, and I apologize for being late. No, don't worry about it, man. What's up, guys? Hey. Hi. So you guys have some history. <laughs> we do have some history. I actually have, it's it's the question that everyone's been wondering, okay? Yeah. It's the first question I have for you, and then we're just going to, whatever. Uh, did you ever, like, make out with my sister? Because if so, I want you to lie to me and say you didn't. <laughs> if he's married, Just he's say, not gonna... well, it doesn't matter. This We're talking about eighth grade. We have history. We yeah, went to school true. together. St. Raymond's alumni, bro. Absolutely not. Good. <laughs> okay. That's the that's the best answer you could have given me, Alex. You asked for that answer, so I gave it to you. Your sister, however, was always and remains very beautiful. Yeah, she's a very she's a very nice girl. Do you? Um, I want to dive. And when I say beautiful, I mean that girl. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> the picture she but sends me. One of the, I think the last I, the last time I saw you. We were working. At, I was working at Timepiece. You worked there briefly too, right? Timepiece Cafe yeah. in Rockville Center. Yeah, you Once, did. Yeah. You did. My brother reminded me of it. You did sketch comedy in there, didn't you? This is true. Yeah, we did it in that back room with a bunch of guys that I still know some of them. Yeah. Yeah, I still talk to some of those guys. Yeah, we did it. We did it in that back room, and then at some coffee shop in Huntington. <laughs> Uh, good times. Nice. Good oh, well, times. you know what? I just realized we didn't actually give you a proper introduction. This is Alex Nellaris, and he is one of the writers of Birdman, amongst many other things that you've worked on. You're kind of all over the place, aren't you? A little bit all over the place, yeah. That's very cool. I'm very jealous of you, and I want to somehow exploit our uh, old relationship. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. You you probably never heard this, but good job with that. That was a uh, yeah. That was all right. No, that was no. good. Solid flick. <laughs> yeah, very solid. I enjoyed it tremendously. From a bunch of us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was well, awesome. I kind of wish we could spend at least five minutes on somebody saying bad things about it. Oh please. On Birdman. I get it all the time. Yeah, I was on a trip. I was doing. I was doing a new movie. It was really funny. I, I was in Vienna doing some research on a film I just finished, and I sat down in a restaurant, and we were having this conversation. And somebody was, I was with the author of the book that I was adapting. And this young girl from Greece was sitting at the next table. And the guy was talking to me and saying, sort of saying, when you, when you and Nico were writing Birdman, did you something like that? And the young girl, of course, just butted right in. She's like, you, you wrote Birdman? I said, me and my partner, Nico wrote Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. (laughs) In a restaurant. I was like, really? Oh, Okay. Yeah. Like, no, you no, have no. to appreciate the honesty. The worst piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and then she said to the guy I was with, she's like, you saw it? And he's like, yeah, of course. I saw it three times. She's like, and you liked it? And he said, yeah. She's like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and she proceeded to tell me why she hated it, and she'll never get those two hours back for her life. And then she called and the police. One of many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, I, I like please it. everybody, right? I want to throw yeah, you under the bus. that half and half. I want to throw Absar under the bus real quick. Why? Just because I... it's because it'd be fun to see how he reacts to okay. it. Okay. If I remember correctly, you enjoyed the film, but you called it the Grease ending. <laughs> 
<laughs> and no, yeah, it's 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 one of those endings where it's like <laughs> movie was real solid, and all of us like a, a Greece ending. They just fly off in the car. It was one of those right. endings to me where it's like, okay, it's yeah. all right. It might have been better actually. Keaton flew off in a car. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Olivia Newton. Yeah. yeah, if she would have I mean, just showed up, I really I enjoyed the film. But yeah, that ending was like, gonna, oh, that's a little weird. Not, you're, you're you're not nearly under the bus. That ending was something we went through. I had a different ending. My original ending was different than that. Really? Yeah. What 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 was it? If you, I mean, can you reveal? What it was? Yeah, the, the the original ending as it sat was um, was Johnny Depp in it. We're at the same. <laughs> we're at, no, that's the second ending. That was, that was a satirical ending. Did you read that online? Yeah, I read uh, some stuff. Um, the original was pretty plain, straightforward. It was he he was on stage, and you know went through that dramatic moment with the gun, right. and then he fired the gun, and because with Chivo was all the and Alejandro was all the one shot, so the gun fired. You went out to sort of the wall where some blood splattered, and then. Followed that into the audience where the audience sort of sat stunned. They started to applaud the way you saw it. They sort of stand up, gave this standing ovation. And it came all the way around in the 360 back to him laying on the stage where he was now we realize it wasn't a stunt. And the blood was sort of coming out of his head and the camera was on him. And you just saw he was finally getting the attention he always the love that he always wanted. You see the slightest of a smile on his face. And then the camera just flew up over him and then into the. Uh, where the lights are in the stage right. and then out through the top of the theater and then out over Manhattan and out over New York. And that was, that was the original. And then Alejandro had a decent point, which was the film in its entirety was going to be about the, about the ego. And um, sorry about my phone. Uh, he, he basically said at like one in the morning um, and Nico's in Buenos Aires. I was here in New York in my office and he said, I, I would like an ending that challenges the audience to make the decision based on their own ego. In other words, if they believe he died, then it's up to them. And if they believe he flawed, it's up to them. But their ego will make the decision about the film. And that's the sort of and Nico and I are like, holy, what do we but, do now? But then uh, Emma looked up. So for me, it, it, with that got, smile. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, I, I, I interpret it like, OK, Michael Keaton just jumped out the window and started flying. Right, right. <laughs> OK, so, people to not know. Yeah. People always ask, but of course, yeah. we, you know, we pondered a lot. But Alejandro had a real clear vision about what the theme of the thing was. And and we chased it back. But I've heard I've heard a lot of complaints and. Uh, and uh, some not. But. And they don't have Oscars, so screw them. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Ask them, where do you keep your Oscar? Honestly, they don't have a career in this business. Bring mine in from inside. Should I just... <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you remember one time you invited me to your place. Actually, the first writing meeting I ever went to in my life was in your apartment. And if I remember correctly, you were living in Rockville Center. That's right, right across from Timepiece Cafe. Right across Cafe from Timepiece Cafe. Yeah. For some reason, I moved to North Carolina to get into the entertainment industry. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Well, not really. Do they shoot a lot in North Carolina? You guys have a rebate down there? We used, we used to. to. It, fr it, it dried up, yeah. and then everything went to Atlanta. Terrible. That's what happened in Michigan. I'm supposed to shoot a film, and I want to shoot it in Detroit, and I can't because there's no rebate. It changes the film a lot. And Michigan yeah. had, like, the biggest. Yeah, they it had was, a great incentive. It was huge, but almost maybe to their demise. I don't we know. We actually have a rebate. Yeah. But we the, used to have incentives the incentive. that were better. It makes a big difference. Yeah. It really it really does. Yeah. And that, that's why yeah. Atlanta's just killing it now. You yeah. Know, it's insane. And New York now is coming big and, and California's jumping in as well. Yeah, they're getting back into action. Um, yeah. I got a question as far as the writing process goes for Birdman. When you guys were all writing it, was the way it was shot in mind the entire time? Like, was that part of the yeah. process? Of course, because it had to be. It was the first idea. When Alejandro called Nico and I, he said, I have an idea. I want to do a dark comedy in one long take. Yeah. And everything else followed that. We had nothing before that. We didn't have superheroes. We didn't have Michael Keaton. We didn't oh, have right. any of it. So that was oh, the so core. That was just the idea. Wow. The original wow. idea was a dark comedy in one long take. Yeah. yeah. So I think there was, what, 14 or 16 cuts, maybe? Stitches. Something like that? Yeah, that's close. Stitches, yeah. They weren't actually cuts, but they were, they right. were stitched yeah, together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, was, it was hard. I mean, the thing about Birdman, I think that people didn't get uh, oh, well, some people got, but, but that might be overlooked was if you imagine that you're writing a script, everything is editing, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's editing. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a, a, a script that we know the camera work was choreographed with Alejandro and Chivo in advance. We were actually in a warehouse and a studio in L.A. with tape on the floor, knowing what the camera was going to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once that was set, there was going to be very little opportunity to edit the film, meaning script-wise. Yeah. Whatever we had, 95% of it was going to make it to the screen, and that's petrifying by itself. But more than that, when you're doing it in one long take and it's a comedy, which is all about timing, you don't know what jokes work, don't work. 
timing on, you know, jokes, you could remove three words and make it a better joke. But there were times when we couldn't do that because the camera was already past you. It wasn't going to wait for you in the script. Um, and that's what made it a high wire act. At first for me, uh, us writing it. And then after that, we handed that high wire act off to the actors who Emma and Zach were, you know, appropriately petrified to death because you could do like with Zach, you could do this long take, you have this long take where Michael is in the dressing room, right? Bearing his soul, like I'm a trivial pursuit question. I'm a fucking chicken with leukemia. Like he's going through it all, like bearing everything he's got. And Zach is waiting out in the hallway to make an entrance. And Zach is just thinking, if I come in this room and fuck up a line right, <laughs> right now, yeah, that's got to be terrifying. Petrified. And, and Emma was the same, just petrified. That everybody was petrified you'd make a mistake because you had to start from position one. And they can't really be fired. Imagine you're a, a crew member <laughs> and you mess yeah, up. Yeah, beat. it's like, yeah, he's out. That's it. The steady cam yeah. operator must have been a beast. Ch Chivo and the steady cam op did all the work. They were amazing. I cannot imagine. Yeah, because I, I I've done a bunch of crew work, so like I completely when I watch a movie like that, I'm amazed picturing the, the entire work that goes into of it. Of course, course like the yeah, entire pictures. So. The guys and girls were unbelievable. I'd and, and I gotta say, not just because, and I guess this gets evident after three consecutive Oscars, but Chivo Lebeski, Emmanuel Lebeski is. If such things can be qualified, he's easily one of the best who does this in the world. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and what he does is just miraculous. Yeah. Watching him is a, is a humbling experience. Sure. So you want to talk about, are you still, are you working now on, um, it was something for stars, wasn't it? The 1%? Yeah, it was originally. Um, yes, we are. It got postponed yet another year for the second year, which is unfortunate, but we couldn't get all the elements in place. But we've written, Nico and I have written 10 episodes. Okay. So in our group, four of us, so we have two sort of, directors and two writers. Nico and I are the geeks who sit with pencils. Alejandro and Armando are more directing uh, visual beasts. And we all contribute to the story and then we separate and then come together. Um, the four of us were working on a TV series called The 1%. Uh, Nico and I finished the 10 episodes. We have uh, Hilary Swank, uh, Greg Kinnear, uh, Ed Harris. And it's just been a logistical nightmare because Alejandro and Chivo like to shoot in order for reality sake and for what they do and on a television show that's brutal yeah. ours is a farm know. show that takes place in ohio so the, the stars haven't aligned exactly right but looks like we'll start ne finally shooting next spring we were supposed to shoot this spring but it got pushed a year but chivo's directing the first two episodes okay cool shooting so. in order is a dream come true for the actors you know because they can actually yeah, the editors well, as well until, until yeah, the editors. yeah yeah it's, it's just a, it's more expensive it's a legit. we did it with the revenant and god knows that that was a oh my god that was an epic yeah so what uh, but we, we did it the same way so what exactly was your role in the revenant because i know that you i've co-producer on the revenant nico and i are both producers uh, co-producers on the right. Revenant. i see and i should know i don't even know what a co-producer does co-producers basically stop alejandro from jumping off the roof <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, right so that's a really valuable job yeah yeah, yeah. massage the no bear. that was amazing and that shoot was they did it the same way and it was really expensive and uh the producers had faith arne milchin had faith and let him do it and you know the film cost well over a hundred million dollars and that's a big chance to take for a sort of art film on revenge and it ended up making, I think, if you look it up, I think over 500 million. That's amazing. So, it's pretty good return. Uh, yeah, they had faith in Alejandro, and Alejandro delivers. That's what he does. Yeah, he that's delivers. awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. It is. I, was oh, in a, yeah. I watched that movie on a plane. That was the worst place to watch that so movie. So did I. I watched oh, it on a plane, God, too. Me too. When that bear scene came up, man, like my anxiety, I mean, I was already kind of up there because I'm on a plane, but that just took it over, <laughs> took it to the next level. No, yeah, you had to see that one on a big screen. That's yeah, not I wish scene. I had. I really Agreed. Like, yeah, I, I had to watch it again. Yeah, now. it was one of those ones that I, I kicked myself for not going to the theater to see it. Yeah, there's more trouble with story in that than there was with the sort of epic photography and you know you got thrown into it i mean you just lost yourself in it so yeah. you didn't mind the little holes in the story too much i want to go back a little bit to the just because i heard this and i want to know if it's bullshit jake told me we have an intern that won't leave and uh <laughs> so he he <laughs> you know, gathered this information i remember him saying that apparently you used to when you were younger this is back way back when you would hang out a lot in the theater you're a big theater geek and you would hide up in the theaters and you would sleep there is that crazy or did that happen he's got a couple of stories mixed up okay so that's uh, what happens does, that, does yeah. that create something for you to tell me that's interesting or should we move on <laughs> he was confused when he slept in a bed okay <laughs> i spent some interesting days after high school uh the story of the broadway theaters was i used to go and 
I, I there was this place at Metro Deli on 35th Street right by the garden, and I used to buy a 12-pack of beer, and they used to clean out the theaters around, you know, 12, 1 o'clock, and they were all Hispanic, so I would just go and speak to them in Spanish and say, I got beer, can I just sit inside? So back when Corliss Line or whatever was playing, I'd give the guys the beer, and I'd just sit on the stage and look at the empty auditorium like a little sap that I was. Um, but for me, it was the way of getting, you know, it was just my dream my whole, well, since I was a kid, it was my dream my whole life. But no, the story he's thinking of is I worked in a little tiny store right in the Broadway district. And there's a tiny little shop where they sell T-shirts and posters and shit. And I worked there. And I was living in East Ro uh, Rockville Center, Limbrook at the time. So I used to have to take Long Island Railroad in. But the job didn't pay anything. So I couldn't really afford the peak ticket. So I used to get the monthly off-peak. So I would be in the city really early. But my store didn't open till like 11. So when I could, the hotel next door with the theater in is the Marriott Marquis. And I used to go into the marquee and go upstairs to the floors. And wherever I saw, um, you know, room service cart, I would pull it out and then take a nap behind it because nobody was cleaning room service at eight in the morning. And I would take a nap and then I'd <laughs> there go, go back down. Wow. Nice. There you go. Turns out, ironically, that my first Broadway musical is playing right now in the Marriott Marquis Theater. So, oh, nice. And is that, is that on your feet? That's on your feet. Awesome. Yeah. That's Gloria Stefan's story if you guys didn't know that. Oh, okay. no. Yes. Yeah. Turns cool. out uh, the rhythm got me. Yes, the rhythm got him. <laughs> Finally snuck up and got me. There you go. Always nice. a bit of fan hearts. And, and let me ask you this, because we were in Germany recently, and uh, we were making fun of it. It's kind of funny, because oh, like yeah. two months ago, we right? were making yeah. fun of it. There was a big billboard up there. Bodyguard. Yes. Right. So yep. it was like, oh, let's go see my, you know, the bodyguard. And then you'd start doing a shitty fucking German accent and making fun of you know whatever it is. And I've never even seen the movie, but were you the playwright for that? I was the, yeah, I was the book writer of the bodyguard. Yeah, there you wow. go. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's a good uh, yeah, thing. We were just probably fine. We were just talking shit. I'm just oh, saying it's a funny thing. Yeah, we just started going like undai, <laughs> yeah, like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. stupid stuff. Being assholes. Like they should do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we'd have seen German it. German accent. Yeah, that was. I wish we had now. So I worked with Lawrence Kasdan on it. Lawrence, who wrote Star Wars and The Bodyguard and <sighs> everything else, and he and I transferred the script, the movie script, into a the book of a musical script. And we did it in the West End for two years, and now it's touring all over the world. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. badass. That's Very pretty cool. cool. Mm -hmm. I want to know what uh, what Folding the Monster is about. Uh, Folding the Monster was my first major full-length play. I did it with – we never got – we were supposed to go to Broadway twice and never got there. We I did readings with Danny Aiello and everybody. Deborah Winger did it. Marissa, uh, Annabelle Chiara did it. Rosie O'Donnell did it. Rosie. Yeah, it's a play about a father and daughter in Washington Heights, which is where I was born and my father grew up. A real sort of kitchen sink, old-fashioned play that still one of my wife's favorite things that I've written. But it just timing wasn't right, and Rosie got the view and backed out, and um, so it never made it. But I'm very affectionate toward Foley Monster. It's my first sort of big full-length play. Is this something you can uh, revive later? I don't know. If you, you know, when you write stuff, there's a time and period where you do it, and then you're a different human being. I feel like it is what it is, and I'm very affectionate toward it, but I don't think... I don't think I could go back, but I'll tell you what's happening right now. My partner and my, who's become my brother since Birdman, Nico Giacobone, has taken the Folding the Monster script and adapted it to transgender and is doing it in Buenos Aires in Argentina. They're going to film, they're going to film it down there as an independent film. Cool. So wow. Awesome. Folding the Monster has another, another life without me, but with my yeah. partner and I try. Oh, that's, that's cool. Great. Very yep. cool. Yeah. I sure you put that much time and just love and energy into something. It's nice to have it realized, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. That was a crazy thing. That was a, Ryan, you remember Chris McCartan? Yeah, I do. And vaguely, but I do. Yeah, he was one of these Rockway boys in Bay Park and St. Raymond's. But Chris is my best buddy for my whole life. We're each other's kids, godparents. And, um, but he's been my friend forever. And I, I had retreated. I ran away from New York City in 2000, right around 9-11, right before 9-11. And I was down and I just, I gave up. I was like, nothing's happening. I was working in a restaurant. I was miserable. I was like, fuck this. And I went down to where my mom and my sister lived and I just was hiding out. And McCartan, my childhood friend from the same school where we were, called me up and said, how's it going? I said, great. He's like, yeah, I'm coming down this weekend to pick you up. You're coming back. It was like after three months. I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm here. I got a job selling wine, whatever. He's like, no, you're going to sleep on my floor and you're going to write. Uh, and uh, not take a no for an answer. I'm, I'm buying a one-way ticket. I'm coming down to pick you up this weekend. Hung up the phone. God bless his soul. Friday, he showed up with a one-way ticket. We were in my car on Sunday. I slept on his floor for almost a year, and that's where I wrote Folding the Monster, and that's how my whole writing career started. Oh, no shit. Wow. That's a friend. That is awesome. 
That's poetic. Chris McCartan. Yeah. Yeah. East yeah, Rockaway. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> East Rockaway. No, I mean, no, no. It's about Iraq. kids, man. Like, I still listen. I just had, I just hung out with my best friend that I met in seventh grade. I just hung out with him last weekend. He's still my best friend. It's like Who is it? Tommy Brunnen. You might not remember him. He, he went to Center Avenue. His sister Eileen? We can do this now. We're Dude, gonna... yeah. Uh, his sister is? No, Eileen? So he made out with her. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> no, I want to say it's not Eileen. You're talking about Eileen Brennan used to be my sister's friend. That was right. one of her best friends with Linda Swanson, who I saw a picture of you and Linda Swanson. I think she was holding your Oscar. Linda Swanson and Karen McCauley, yes. all those guys came to two of my shows. They came to the musical and they came to my other play, Red Dog Howls. Yeah, yeah. I expect after this to get the red carpet treatment at some point when I go up to New York. Is that what you. this is all about? I'm listen. I'm all about. I'm all about trying to take advantage of anything I can get. Yeah. <laughs> this is me, my friend. You can ignore the calls. That's fine. But I'll try. Nah, I, I think it's a smart move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simon would still be sleeping on that floor today, oh, and dude. the script would not be done. No, it wouldn't. Be. I'd, be, I'd be offering you weed and just being like eating yeah. sandwiches. And yeah. Well, I lived on a deflating, and it, I couldn't fix the fucking thing. It had a hole in it. I couldn't fix air mattress. Oh god, they're the yeah. worst. The and I worst. tried to find the hole. I couldn't fix. I dunk it in the bath. I, I, every night I have to wake up in the middle of the night and press the button. So I'd be back up to <laughs> just keep it on. Just keep that fucker on, like a bounce house. <laughs> so like a bouncy house. Yeah. It, and it's all about like just to get a little bit whatever. Uh, not preachy in a good way. You got to keep on going. It's like, and thank God you had your friend Chris who pulled you back in because it's easy to want to give up. So yeah, everyone out, people that, that help. But yeah, Danny Aiello was my fairy godfather, that guy. He helped a great deal. He got me his manager, Johnny Planko, which I never would have gotten in a million years. And Johnny was manager for, Jesus Christ, Peter O'Toole, Anthony Quinn. Oh, God, wow. Uh, yeah, just like yeah. I, I joked with Johnny when he wanted to sign me. I was like, I'm the only person on your client list I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was like, nonetheless, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sign you. And that changed, you know, that changed my life too. So I had a lot of help, but yeah, yeah you keep going. Yeah. Cause the beatdown is expected. I mean, rarely does it happen like out of thin air. That's the point. No. You got to yeah. freaking fail. I was, I was shit broke in Brooklyn, living in a closet, making Chinese food stretch four days when I was 37 years old. Yeah. I mean, who wants, who wants to live that right. life? Yeah. I, and you know what? And that's what I, one of my other questions was, when did it happen? Cause I didn't know. I can't find it when, when your shit, I look at IMDB and of course the dates are pretty recent. It was a play of mine. I, I wrap us around. It was a play of mine called still life that changed everything. So I did folding the monster with, with Danny and Rosie and them. And that's how I got Johnny Planko, my manager. I had written after my dad passed away in 2005, uh, I was totally fucked up. He was my best friend and uh, it was awful and I couldn't write anymore. And finally in 2006, I started to write a play about a girl who was a photographer who couldn't take a picture because her father died of cancer. It was a very vague, you know, masking of, of what I was feeling. That play changed my life and continues to change my life. That got me to an agent. Johnny brought that to an agent named Olivier Sultan, who's become one of my best friends at CAA. So all of a sudden, I went from the floor of my apartment in Brooklyn to being repped by CAA. Um, Still Life started making the rounds in Hollywood, and then Alejandro read Still Life, and he was about to do his film Beautiful with Javier Bardem. And he called me to L.A. and said, can I talk to you about writing a film together? And I went, and we got along instantly. Uh, so I wrote the first couple of drafts for the movie Beautiful with Alejandro, but I respectfully resigned. Obviously, we remained friends. And he brought in Nico, who I didn't know, to finish for me, Nico and Armando, but he had already seen it and they had already known me. So still life became the thing. And then uh, Alejandro called me with Birdman while I was writing The Bodyguard. So I was doing okay. My plays got done in New York in 2009. Still life was done, but it wasn't until 2007 where I was really starting to make, make a living, not a great one, but a living. Yeah. And then of course now, you know, Birdman and after it all, that's where it finally yeah so you've uh you've already achieved a lot as far as a writer goes i mean what in your mind now is your next big goal well it's happening right now so um i just finished writing a film for michael fassbender uh, based on a true crime story a serial killer movie called entering hades we hope to be shooting that by the end of the year and then still life the play that changed my life looks like it's going to be the first feature i direct myself hell yeah oh, oh man, yeah. Thanks, man. So I'm going to direct my first feature, I hope, this fall. I have a baseball movie I'm meant to direct, too, but it's, there's a little bit of a traffic jam. So 
And you're shooting um, those in Wilmington, North Carolina, I assume? Deluxe <laughs> <laughs> New York and Monarchs in Detroit. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's the next. I'm petrified. I'm excited. But that's the next adventure. So is that something that you've always wanted to do, though, is like get into directing as well? Or is that just? I started off as a theater. Like my education was in theater directing. So I, I always was a director. I fell into writing by accident. And I think the skills that made me that I learned as a theater director, what made me a decent writer, structure, theme. Right. You know, you're in the theater. So lots of dialogue directing behind the camera for me felt different because I don't know. I've been on sets, obviously, but I'm not versed in lenses in the, the, ratios, the technical lingo. In, yeah. In the technical. And um, so I'm praying that I'm surrounded. I have people like Chivo and Alejandro and everybody to stand by me. Uh, my buddy Jim Scotchable, who produced uh, Birdman, Revenant, Django Unchained, has already promised me that he would he would line produce and be my bodyguard on the uh, on this set. So I'm I'm scared to death, truly, um, but excited at the same time. And if I fuck it up, I could always just write stuff. So. <laughs> and if, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a, a killer DP and a badass first AD, you're gonna be fine. You know. That's what I'm hoping. Of course. Simon, I'm sure you're going to try to get favors and get in that movie somehow. Or well, no, I've already, I've already <laughs> got craft services. Listen, I am a great, great actor. All we need to do, oh, all we need to do is get together. You buy me a nice lunch in Manhattan, and we'll talk. Nice. Oh, God. I'm kidding. We're Jesus sorry. Christ, we're he sorry. fucking knows sarcasm. Okay, yeah, I'm he, kidding. He's aware of it. I sure. love that. I'm like, I really need you. Where do you want to eat? Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Get that guy whatever he wants. Show up. Like, Simon, can I just see a monologue? Just something to see? Yeah. That's where monologue. Simon starts waving a dollar. Yeah, waving a dollar. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you you work with a, a cool charity, Open Doors. I do, yeah. It's my favorite. Well, because so I would, I came from obviously I, I was the dude sleeping in the hallway of the hotel, uh -huh. um, and for like three months of my life I was homeless. So I got a lot of breaks from a lot of people. Uh, Open Doors is a, a, a it's not a charity. It's a um, sorry, I called it the TDF. wrong thing. Yeah, no, but it's, you're right. It, a theater development from TDF in New York. They they sponsor this thing called Open Doors, and what they do is they take kids from high schools all around New York. I, my kids are from the Bronx. This is my third year now. And we bring these kids, they write essays to try to get into the program, and then we bring them to five Broadway shows a year. And then we bring them out after the show to a, an office of one of the Broadway producers, and we talk about the play and how they felt and talk about their lives and, and you know, relate things. And it's been the, one of the greatest things of my life. I, like kids from my first year three years ago are now in college, and they're sending me stuff, and I'm able to help them sometimes. And uh it's just a great program, yeah, and it helps a lot of kids, and it just makes them feel like there's a chance because that's awesome. You know, kids kids in the Bronx don't always have the world of chances in front of them. Uh, not all of them, anyway. Well, it's nice to hear a story like you of when it comes to well, you. It's not like you came from anything. You just worked no. at it and you kept on going and you loved it. And to be able to tell somebody, hey, you know what? Even though this seems like a pipe dream, it's not. This is a dream yeah. you can make come true. And, uh, you know, it's so easy when you're a kid and even in, even if you're in East Rockaway, the Bronx, somewhere in Ohio, a lot of people are just going, fuck this. Like, I can't do that. That's bullshit. I can't really yeah, be that person. Yeah, they just don't think they it. can. Yeah. Every time we have our first meeting, these, these are some of these kids are against it, you know. And every time we have our first meeting after the show, I always sneak in my Oscar and I let all of them. Like I just bust it out with a dramatic moment and they all just go, what the, and I let them all, you know, hold it and take pictures and do whatever they want. And I was like, I swear to God, if I could go from where I was to here, dude, anybody can do it. You know, it's, it's a matter of competence. And I try to tell them that, like, I don't mean to get heavy on your show now, but, um, the difference is competence, right? Because nobody knows how talented somebody is or isn't. Everybody's going to bullshit about it. Yeah. I mean, that asshole didn't like my ending, so what the fuck? He flew off in a car. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but you notice when I get screenplays handed to me and everything else, and people saying, you know, because now you get a lot of that. I want to read. I have a development company, so I'm looking for stuff. And people hand you stuff, and you notice the first problem isn't talent. It isn't. It's competency. Like, the structure isn't intact. That scene doesn't have a reversal. Uh the ending is surprising, but not inevitable. It's the basic shit that you you could read a thousand books and just digest it. And then you got to figure out whether you're talented or not or whether anybody gives a shit about your work or not. But everybody skips that first step and just thinks, I got a great idea for screenplay. There it is. And it's all derivative of something else they've seen and has no 
foundation to it. And so these kids, I just try to tell them, I swear to God, if you're willing to work harder than everybody else at the basics, at the boring shit, you get to the top 10% that quick. I'm Neebs, living maybe, proof of it. Maybe you could do his uh, the the program to to learn structure and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I will. Uh, and two, two things. I saw you answer one question like about maintaining your voice because that's very important because it's what sets you apart. And the second thing, we need to buy an Oscar to pass around the office here. Yeah. If we could do that. Well, we could probably get one. If it's made of chocolate, I'm in. <laughs> Hold on. I have one made of chocolate right in front of me. I'm not kidding. Perfect. I have it from the Oscars. Really? There it is. Oh, hey. beautiful. Oh, wow. If that has marshmallow inside it, that's the best thing oh, I've ever boy. seen. Oh, boy, here we go, life. the child. My, my daughter broke this one. Damn it. <laughs> you can see the chocolate inside it. There you go. And you sold her off well, a week ago. We got to get a chocolate gold play button. <laughs> yeah, we oh, did. yeah. That must have been something going to the Oscars. Like, backroom party, come on, who's doing blow, who's doing what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, you know I'm not going to mention names, no, but... but. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm sure it was a pretty interesting experience to go to the Oscars, let alone be on stage. I would have been shitting. I'm a very, uh, I get very scared. Like if I was on stage, I would have, uh, I cry when I get scared. I would have <laughs> yeah. never been able to, I do. I, I it's, it's strange. It's weird. Were you shitting a brick when you were on stage? Did you have a good time at the no, Oscars? No, it was just sort of, sur I'm looking for something for you right now. That's okay. It's surreal. sort of surreal. Yeah. Um, it's a long haul. It started for us in Venice in August, right? So that whole Oscar campaign season is endless. We started end of August in Venice, then immediately went to Telluride. Then we have the New York Film Festival after that. We have the Gotham Awards in New York. And you start doing a million interviews with the same questions. And it, it just it gets tired. Like, I don't know how Keaton had walking pneumonia at one point. Um, and he was still, you know, going out there to help the film. You, you, you're sort of in automatic pilot. So by the time you actually get to the Oscars, it's amazing. It's thrilling. I'm not going to find this thing. Um, it's amazing and thrilling, but it's also, you're sort of in a dream, a daze of sorts. So when I was up there, I was just sort of, you know, I was looking out at the crowd. I'm like, oh, there's Clint Eastwood. Uh, there's, you know, Duvall. I guess it's like you, you did the tough part already. So it's like, this is like basking. Absolutely. And I was a hundred percent certain that Eddie Murphy was going to say Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> I was 100% certain. Oh, shit. Like, in my body, I was just, I had no, I wasn't nervous. My wife was right next to me. I was just like, just say it. Now the G. <laughs> yeah. And he just said, Birdman. I was like, that dude does not know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> he totally mispronounced. Yeah, you read that wrong. After this year's Oscars, I was afraid somebody's going to come back and go, oh, yeah, no, we made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be best, Steve Harvey. Best, best deeds are Oscar. They want it back and they give you a couple more chocolate well, Someone ones. screwed up one of the award shows recently. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, no, well, that's what he's saying. Now, yeah. oh. No, no. Another one since the Oscars? Yeah. No, not since, since the Oscars. Oscars. No, no, it was the Oscars. It was the Oscars and, and this year. They, were blaming, okay. It seemed like people were blaming fucking uh, Warren Beatty. And they mean something yeah, like, oh, I, poor Warren Beatty. He fucked up. And you're like, no, he didn't fuck up. He was given the wrong he fucking thing. He was trying thing. to cover his ass. Yeah. He was, he, you could see him. He was like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. Um, so here's the one Here's the one quick one on that. So so you go there and, and then you, you sit in the seats and then they say your name. And it's stupid. It's insane. Yeah. And you get up and whatever. And you stand on stage and you think this is a joke. And somebody's going to wake me up and say, go bust the bread off table six, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. And, and you, you walk backstage and there's all that shit and the paparazzi. And then you go back into the audience and then Alejandro wins best director. And we're like, this is great. And then Michael lost. And we're like, fuck, we really love Michael. We really wanted him to win, but he lost. And then best picture comes up and they say Birdman. And we're like, holy crap again. And we stand up and you guys know, so best picture, everybody goes up. Like it's mm -hmm. yeah, producers, right. all the actors. So Emma, Ed Norton, Mike, we all went, everybody went on stage and I was sitting there and it, then you go to the paparazzi, a thousand questions, you go to the parties, you go to three parties, you end up at Madonna's house getting shit faced with Vin Diesel. You That's how do. it goes. <laughs> yeah. um, it is. It is. And Aaron Rodgers <laughs> up there. I'm like, you suck. Um, yeah. But anyway, you have this great night and the next day you have to fly back home because my mother was leaving. She was babysitting my kids. So the next morning after the last party, I had to go home. And you go to the airport, but you're not going to check it in your luggage because it's a fucking Oscar, right? So you're not going to check it in your luggage. It doesn't fit in your wife's purse. So you literally, you know where you put your keys in the basket when it goes through the machine? Yeah. you got to put your Oscar <laughs> in that basket. Oh, wow. You don't hear that story very yeah, often. That's, that's, that's great. So yeah. I get home, and about a week later, I have two daughters, a dog, and my wife. So I'm immediately the fifth most important person in my house a week later. And I'm in my sweatpants, and finally, we never saw it on TV. So my wife's like, let's watch the DVR of it, you know? 
And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we watch it and Eddie Murphy still makes the same stupid mistake. And we go to the end and we see us all on stage for the best picture. Um, this is not going to work for your podcast, but it'll work for you. So you can cut it if you want. Okay. Um, so we watch ourselves go up for best picture and I'm watching myself like an idiot back and neck my arm around Michael. And, and I see myself reach into my pocket of my tuxedo. And I said to my wife, rewind the DVR. She's like, what? I'm like, I think I took a picture. She's like, what? You didn't remember like, that? I, I took a picture. I swear to God, wow. no idea. So I start going through my thousand pictures on my phone. Indeed, I did. And I took this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, That's so cool. badass. You did that I didn't subconsciously? Share, I didn't share that with anybody. It's not on social media. I never gave it to anybody. But it, it, in it, if you look closely in it, you see like, like J-Lo and, you know, Clint Eastwood and Bradley Cooper. And you're like, That's obviously people who shouldn't be there, right? Yeah. There's no names. <laughs> and you don't right. remember doing that. Not at all. That's wow. creepy, actually. Amazing. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I wonder what you... else you do that you don't yeah. know about. What don't you, what that else must do you have been a good party the afterwards. By the way, it's like, it's in perfect quality. Like, God took the picture. Why, do you, no why do you not, why do you, well, you, 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 I'm sure you will, at least I would, I'd have that hanging up on my wall at somewhere if I had a little man cave. That I have the other one. I have the uh, the Academy nominee. But that picture. but that one's awesome because it came from you, Alex. And if you don't do that, you're a dick. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Wow. That's hard, man. I know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm, He's I'm busting sorry. your balls. I'm just legally I know, I know. bound to bust no, your seriously, balls. That's that's much better picture than and than any other picture because it's from you on stage. Like holy shit, you don't even remember. It's it. a moment. Uh, yeah, I might, I might just do. It. I just kept it in my phone and on my computer just to back it up. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It was a very personal picture of me. Like, the, I didn't get really emotionally the Oscars. The first time I got emotional was that I got sent a video from my friends. There were like forty of them downtown at Lucky Jack's in Greenwich Village in East Village, and like forty or fifty of them went down to watch the Oscars, and they sent me the video of them video themselves when we won. Oh yeah. And they're so happy. Like that's they're amazing. screaming and jumping. And yeah. that's the first time I cried is when I saw that video. Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah. Those friends are like, they were just going, carrying each other. And McCartney, Chris <laughs> McCartney, the guy who saved my life, is the proudest, his ball is turning red. He's pointing at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite oh, moment of all of that. That's amazing. That awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so Really, man, thanks a lot for doing this. My pleasure, absolutely. I should get you to drag Nico on. He hates it, so you torture him. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We can torture people. He'd yeah. love it. He'd love it. Yeah, is he there... is. He hates. He hates talking to anybody. But I just make him do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a Twitter or something that our followers can follow you on to keep up with your work? Yeah, I'm um, um, at Alex Dinalaris on the Twitter, and they can certainly find me on the on the Facebook. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks again. Yeah. And, uh, Man, go eat a good sandwich for me because they're lacking around here. All really? Right. Oh God, here you we guys, go. Like, hey, let me know any of you actually, but let me know if you're coming to New York because we'll 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 get together and have a beer and awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We will and listen, and we won't get too crazy. Yeah, we'll see you in a few days. We'll be on a bed. Yeah, we'll just. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt that. We'll just be there. Alex, we're on the way. We <laughs> <laughs> got a script to write. Check Once a year. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Have a great day. Right, yeah. Right. Take Cheers, care. Buddy. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Well, hey, that turned into a fun time. I yeah, really he was very, very nice. Yeah, you never was know great. what to expect when you're going to talk to somebody. I know. He wasn't a piece of shit. No. Nah. Well, did you think he was going to be a piece of shit? You never know. Well, you never know. Of course like, you never go, know. Going into this I mean, thing, I'm like, this guy might be a piece of shit. Hey, <laughs> I, I knew him to not be a piece of shit. I guess he could have turned into a piece of shit. Yeah. But I always knew him as a very nice it, gentleman. It appears as though he has not. No, and sometimes gold statues do that to people. God, I was yeah. a gold statue and just yeah. turned into a big piece of shit. My name's with that bowling trophy. <laughs> that oh. his mom bought him four square yeah. trophy <laughs> you know I don't bowl yeah. I know that's the weird thing okay I really should have told him about the musical I wrote oh yeah oh. the Deep Sylvania <laughs> he's <laughs> probably heard of it, of it. Uh, the reviews are, of it. Uh, the, the reviews yeah, are great oof. I mean you're getting like at least eight stars at least eight of them got some good life hacks today too though like how to stay at the Marriott without it's true. paying. It's true. Yeah. You could probably eat off that uh, yeah. room service cart too. How to get into a Broadway yeah. stage and oh. drink beer. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know how to do it. Yeah. You just have to know how to speak Spanish. Buy yeah, beer. Well, and, and give the beer away. He was giving it away. I wish Warren Beatty would have said Dick Tracy. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> that would have been great. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's the best picture. Dick Tracy. Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy. And then he just pulled down his pants. <laughs> he goes to Warren Beatty. Dick Tracy. <laughs> he just runs off with the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never catch me. You're like, dude, you're like 80. We'll definitely catch you. Yeah. But man, that would, he would be a huge celebrity 
again if that happened. Oh, reality show. Yeah. 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 I yeah. never want to be a reality star, by no. the way. No, because no, you know, no, then you've not, then yeah, you, then you kind of gave up. You're yeah. only yeah. talented because you have no talent. I'd rather be a YouTube celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The pinnacle of entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People That's... with no talent and good internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> well, decent. That's connections. us. Well, decent. It's not yeah, good. Decent. Somewhat yeah, decent. What's, yeah. Sometimes. All right. Yeah. Say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Take a dog and take. Take a dog and take. Pretty bop, boop, bop, beat a bop, boop, bop.